From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, mining resumes in Texas, Bitcoin in the CFTC, we have a sandbox, and politics in crypto. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. First and foremost, I want to say happy birthday to my dad. He turned 63 today. Happy birthday, Pops. I love you, man. One thing that's on my mind also this morning is politics and markets and crypto. A lot of times and a lot of comments and a lot of everything we see, I just want to know about the finances and the markets. I don't want to know about politics. Don't talk about politics. And this is on my mind because this is something I listen to all in podcasts with, you know, Chamath, Jay Cow, David Sachs, and David Freeberg. And one of the biggest comments in, I guess, criticisms, it's like more of like a 50-50 thing, is like, we don't like when you guys talk about politics. But that's the thing. When you talk about politics, you get an insight to the markets. You get an insight on trends. I mean, how can you not talk about politics when you come talk about Bitcoin? I mean, it is political. It's based off of politics. When That's one of the reasons why I was created. Not only the downfall of the financial market, but the inability for regulators to regulate the financial industry or the different things that the industries or financial industries or the, the Fed was doing to money in general. And now if we don't talk about politics, is Bitcoin a security, a commodity? The lawmakers that are, you know, shuffling papers around in Washington, D.C. of trying to figure that out. It's almost impossible to invest with 100% clarity. I would say that you can never invest with 100% clarity, but if you're not part of that political discussion, and politics just isn't like social issues, uh, but politics is, you know, just a, you know, the nuts and bolts of legislation and, you know, dotting I's and crossing T's and a lot of boring stuff. 99% of it is just pretty boring that nobody pays attention about. But if you're not paying attention to the conversation about who's going to regulate the crypto markets, CFTC, SEC, so on and so forth, and what goes into that, how can you really invest or how can you really look at this market in a clear way, understanding what could happen in the future? Anyway, I want to know your thoughts. Is markets and politics synonymous? And do you need to focus on politics to be able to be a good investor? Let me know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Now, Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 8.41 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $23,782, up 7.7% in 24, 22% in 7. Ethereum is at $1,601, up 3.4% in 24, or 52% in 7. Tether's number three. USDC is number four, and Binance is at 267, up 2% in 24, 21% in 7. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, Binance, Solana, and Doge, the same top 10. Total market cap is up 4.8% in 24. It's at 1.07 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of 42.3 and F dominance of 18.2. And now it's time for Coin 
of the day. Our queen of the day today is Elrond, ticker EGLD, ranked number 40 on coin market cap. Its price is $60.52. Its current market cap is $1.38 billion. Fully diluted is $1.9 billion. 73% of Elrond is in circulation. The all-time high for this coin was set eight months ago. Five, $542.58. It's down 88.8% since then. All-time low was two years ago at $6.54. That's up 825%. You can buy it on Binance, KuCoin, Binance.us, Gate.io, Bitthumb, Bitfinex, Huobi, Kraken. Well, there's a lot of them. So what is this token? Elrond is a blockchain protocol that seeks to offer extremely fast transaction speeds by using sharding. The project describes itself as a technology ecosystem for the new internet, which includes fintech, DeFi, and the Internet of Things. Its smart contracts execution platform is reportedly capable of 15,000 transactions per second, six-second latency with a 0.001 cent transaction cost. The blockchain has a native token known as eGold, or EGLD, that is used for paying network fees, staking, and rewarding validators. Elrond was first announced in August of 2019, and its main net went live in July of 2020. That's our coin of the day. Ticker, eGold, EGLD, Rank number 40 on coin market cap. Moving into the news today, Polygon, which announced today the Polygon Zero Knowledge Ethereum Virtual Machine, or ZKEVM. It's said to be the first Ethereum-compatible scaling solution that uses cryptographic method called Zero Knowledge Proofs. Previously known as Matic, Polygon is an interoperability and scaling protocol for launching Ethereum-compatible blockchains. Its core component is a Polygon SDK, a modular, flexible framework that supports building multiple types of decentralized applications, or dApps. Polygon first teased this zero-knowledge Ethereum virtual machine at FCC Paris in July of 2021, and said it is designed to work easy with all existing smart contracts, developer tools, and wallets, while also creating less user friction by removing the need for any kind of modification or re-implementation of code. The co-founder of Polygon said this, The holy grail of Web3 infrastructure should have three major properties scalability, security, and Ethereum compatibility. Bitcoin may soon see legislation that would define the asset class as a commodity, leaving years of legal uncertainty behind it. A bipartisan congressional attempt to grant authority over the crypto industry to the CFTC, or the Commodities and Futures Trading Commission, as opposed to the SEC, or the Securities and Exchange Commission, which has historically held sway over the industry, may move to a vote as soon as the end of this year, according to Kirsten Gillibrand, a Democrat senator from New York. The senator cited recent chaos in the crypto market that generated interest, additional interest, among senators concerned with investor protections and the lack of proper oversight and accountability in the market. Under the new bill, fungible digital assets, which are not securities, will be classified as commodities. Unlike securities, commodities are subject to fewer restrictions on who can invest. The definition of a security, according to the century-old Howey test, is an asset in which an expectation of profit derives from the work of a distinct third party. Crypto lobbyists argue that digital tokens do not fall under this rubric and ought to be regulated more like grain or gold. I'm really struggling with this with this show today. I have two big swollen lymph nodes in my neck and and I'm straightening to talk because every time I uh, push out with air it like really really hurts 
I don't have a sore throat. I don't have a stuffy nose. I don't have a headache. I don't feel any kind of body aches. I don't feel sick at all besides these swollen lymph nodes. It's driving me crazy, but I'm going to make it through this. Bitcoin mining operations have resumed in Texas, and that was following Bitcoin miners in Texas voluntarily stopping operations to relieve pressure on the power grid. 16 mining firms operating in Texas stopped operations to give back around 1,000 megawatts power to the grid, which equals just over 1%. Argo Blockchain CEO Peter Wall said this, When you have a power grid that uses a lot of renewables like Texas does, and Texas is the country's number one producer of wind power, you're always going to have to manage supply and demand. According to the Texas Blockchain Council, mining in the Lone Star State has taken off, with over 27 mining companies operating in Texas since Governor Greg Abbott opened the door earlier this year. Colombia's government released draft rules for crypto companies that want to operate in the country several months after the launch of the South American nation's regulatory sandbox project. Now, the public, they can comment on the proposed regulations. Colombia's sandbox is a unique Latin American crypto experiment which kicked off last year after being approved by the government in 2020. It allows Colombian banks to partner with major crypto exchanges like Binance and Bitso and allows citizens to acquire Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other digital assets. In January, Binance, the world's biggest crypto exchange, kicked off its pilot with Colombia's third largest bank, allowing 5,000 of its bank customers to snap up digital assets. And I just want to point out that Taiwan has done this too. Back in, I think it was 2018, 2019, 2020, they were also encouraging people to go to Taiwan to set up their crypto companies. Mike Novogratz. We haven't heard his name for a while. He stayed silent. He probably lost a lot of money in Luna. Well, if you don't know who he is, Mike Novogratz is the CEO and founder of Galaxy Digital. And he has a monster Terra Luna tattoo on his arm. And he finally made some comments on the Luna and UST collapse. He said this in quote, People knew if they paid attention the bet they were making. The bet turned out not to work and unraveled very quickly. If there was a lesson to be learned, it was the industry, plenty of retail investors, really had very, very little concept of risk management. My opinion to that is he's trying to push the blame onto the investor instead of the companies. He continued to say the Three Arrows Capital situation, which we'll see, you know, if it was legitimate or not, or if there was fraud involved, really started at that flywheel of credit losses. It turned into a full-fledged credit crisis. In his view, these losses have caused huge damage to confidence of the crypto space, into the infrastructure of the space, and scared retail investors. It's frustrating as heck because at times the whole industry looks like a bunch of idiots, he said. And I tend to agree. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co Okay, so my, the nodes on my neck are really, really starting to hurt right now. Really hurting. But we have two more articles and I'm going to make it through. I promise you. Three Earls Capital co-founder Suju had a $1.4 billion stake in the offshore fund that pulled together with crypto funds assets, according to an affidavit from co-founder Kyle Davies. In the affidavit, filed on June 27th under the pseudonym Robert Gardner, <laughs> Davies goes on to say that because of the recent crypto downturn, much of the value of these investments have been wiped out. Investors like Mr. Jew have suffered immense losses in Three Arrows Capital. Davies also stated that Three Arrows Capital owes his wife $65 million. He also said the company owes Jew $5 million. And to be honest with you, the way that this article is written, and you can read it yourself, I think it's in the show notes, I don't know if this is Davies' wife or Sue Jew's wife. I'm very confused by that. It's not written very clear. The court document also revealed that Three Arrows Capital owes creditors a total of $3.5 billion to 25 different companies, including $2.3 billion to Genesis, a crypto trading and lending company under the digital currency group Umbrella. 
Rio's capital bankruptcy and liquidation has been going on since the start of July. The court documents revealed that creditors stopped hearing from Three Arrows Capital in the weeks leading up to the filing. In his affidavit, Davies said Three Arrows Capital was overwhelmed with claims or queries from lenders and investors and had received default and demand notices from 32 of its creditors. In a letter sent to Three Arrows Capital, DRB Panama terminated its loan agreement with the hedge fund and demanded immediate repayment of $80 million. Over the course of three days, DRB Panama says it saw Three Arrows Capital transfer $30.7 million worth of USDC, $900,000 worth of USDT out of one of its wallets, and then pulled $17 million worth of Ethereum off crypto exchange FTX, moving most of it into decentralized crypto lending protocol Aave. On June 16th, DRB Panama said on-chain data shows Three Arrows Capital transferred $10.9 million of USDT to unknown addresses. This is getting spicy. And finally, right before I die, (laughs) the FBI and the DOJ thwarted attempts by North Korean state-sponsored hackers to cripple an American hospital, seizing $500,000 in cryptocurrency and ransom payments in the process. Uh, By the way, this was last year, by the way. So I just want to make that clear. This is old news, but new news. So, but this is very interesting. In a statement released by the DOJ on Tuesday... They said the North Korean group hacked a Kansas hospital system in 2021 and demanded a ransom, threatening to cripple the center's servers if their demands were not met. The hospital staff paid the ransom after cyber criminals threatened to double the amount of the ransom. The DOJ statement did not specify if the ransom payment was paid in cryptocurrency, by the way. The deputy attorney general for the DOJ said this, In that moment, the hospital's leadership faced an impossible choice to give in to the ransom demand or cripple the ability of doctors and nurses to provide critical care. But they also notified the FBI, which was the right thing to do for themselves and future victims. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back tomorrow. Nodes be damned. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>